Welcome to Care in the Load. This is Mark and Annette Anderson. We're here today on the 28th of March, 2021. And it's a special weekend. It's, it's been a great weekend so far, Annette, it has. hasn't it? It uh, really has. You know, I, I would say that we've commemorated this weekend the uh, 10th anniversary of our son Reed's passing away. And I'm not sure if commemorating is the right word, but we've been celebrating his life. We've been talking about Reed. In fact, we had a great uh, event yesterday where we had a 5K, now I'd like to say run or race, (laughs) because I think that the word race is very important to our conversation today. But it was more of a 5K leisurely stroll through our old neighborhood uh, to the cemetery where our son Reed is buried. Well, what was important about the way we did that yesterday was that we all talked. You know, I think because of this past year, we've been so disconnected. And as we walked together and we talked and we reflected upon Reed and upon his life and the things we've learned over these past 10 years, um, since he finished his race, it was something that we couldn't do really racing and running. And so it was perfect how it happened. There were those that raced, that ran. I shouldn't say raced. We didn't have a winner. We just all wanted to finish and and be healthy and nothing happened to anybody. So it's interesting that you would use the word race and finish in the same sentence here, because what we're going to be talking about today is finishing the race. And finishing the race doesn't always mean that we're going to be the winner. No, 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 no. There might be times in our race, whatever our race might include there, that uh, we're going to stumble and fall. We might uh, get passed up by others who uh, we might uh, lose a little bit of perspective with, thinking that, oh, we can't win this race. I, 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 what was I thinking even trying in this first place? <laughs> But one of the things we wanted to talk about as we talk about Reed and as we talk about this particular event that happened uh, over 10 years ago is we're going to be sharing with some ideas about uh, racing and about finishing the race and why that was important to Reed and why over 10, 14 years later, 15 years actually from the time that he had this experience that we're going to share with you about uh, racing why that concept of of running the race and finishing the race are so important. It's been a great example for me, and I've often looked back at this experience in, in Reed's life, in our life, and it's helped me to push forward. It's helped me to maybe get out of my funk when I was a little discouraged and I didn't think I was doing well enough in in life, in, a, in, that, in my race, I was comparing myself to others, which Mm. I shouldn't have been, but we all do that at times, right? And when I had this perspective change, when I shifted it, things became very different for me, very, very hopeful. And it's something I'm just grateful for. So let's talk about the race. We're going to uh, share with you an experience that Reed had in December of 2006, no, 2000, yeah, 2006, Reed loved to play football. He loved to play all sports. But uh, after the after his uh, his brain tumor was removed, he wasn't able to play sports anymore. Well, even before his brain tumor was removed, he had to accept the fact that he couldn't do football. He couldn't do a lot of things that he loved to do because the doctors just said it was too dangerous. And so he, he, 
turned to what? He had to compensate. Right. He he, he learned he learned to run. And uh, you got to picture this here. When you think of runners, you don't think of a six foot four. A kid with a size 14 shoes uh, running and uh, winning a race here. But that was one of the only things that Reed could do was to uh, run. And he loved to run. And uh, there were a number of races that were very defining for Reed. And things that happened during those races that I will never forget. But this particular race, when Reed was in high school, he was on the uh, cross-country team. And as you know, cross country isn't necessarily a sprint. It's a it's a long road. And, uh, you know, it was interesting because cross country really epitomizes Reed and his journey. There were some areas of the uh, race that were uphill, extremely, extremely difficult. Others were maybe a little bit downhill or maybe even on an even road. But the one thing about cross, run, cross country is that uh, you will always find that uh, the uh, that the road is going to be uneven. It's not <clears throat> on a paved road, typically, is it? It's it's more grass or dirt trails, which is kind of life. It's not that consistent, right? And so there was a race called a uh, Footlocker. That anybody that knows anything about cross country running is a big big deal. It was it's held in Walnut, California, every year, and the top cross-country runners throughout the entire Western United States participate in this particular event. Now, I was very fortunate in the fact that I was able to attend this race with Reed as a chaperone with his school. I remember going with him and, you know, thinking, boy, I, I hope he can even just finish the race here because it's important for him that uh, he has some successes because he had had a lot of uh, tough uphill battles up to this point in his life whether it was uh, with uh, his brain tumor or whether it was MRSA staph infection that he had in his leg. This kid, unfortunately, was dealt with a lot of blows. And it wasn't about winning. You know, it was really just like you said, it was about finishing the race. And so it was an incredible story and experience that I wish I could have been there with you in, in that. But at the same time, I've loved how you've shared it with me. And I'm excited for you to... to uh, to share the rest of the story here. So as we, as we, uh, as I, I say we, because I put myself in the, the same place as Reed was there. It was, it was about both of us, but it was mostly, it was about Reed. But I, I thought, okay, if, if Reed can finish this race, if he can at least not come in last place, he will have succeeded and done what uh, he set out to do. Well, as parents, <clears throat> it's something that we live vicariously through our children and that hope, that hope of those wins for them. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, we were just, we just wanted to win for him. And like I said, that win was finishing. You know, and I, and I think that uh, that particular race taught me a lot in life about uh, how we treat other people and how we root for others around us and not just ourselves or those that are mm -hmm. close to us. But maybe the best way to set the uh, tone for this particular story is maybe to share Reed's specific words. Uh, Reed, Reed was in a situation after this race where he was asked to, to go to different schools and uh, share ideas about uh, success and about uh, not not just uh, not just putting things aside that you can't do, but trying your hardest. And overcoming. It was all about overcoming those challenges in life. Um, and it's kind of interesting to look back at 
uh, some of these things that that he wrote down that he shared with others as an ambassador um, to different schools in in our state, in the state of Utah. So you got to remember, Reed was only what in in two thousand six he was. Uh, 17, 16, 16, 17. Uh, And so this is coming from a 16-year-old's perspective here. But this is Reed's words with regards to the uh, race itself. He said, in December of 2006, I traveled with my cross-country team to Walnut, California to participate in the Western State Regional Finals. This was one of the biggest accomplishments I've ever done in sports. The race had some of the best runners in the country, and I was about ready to run against them. This was a very hard course with a lot of hills. It was mentally and physically grueling, and I knew that I would not finish first in the race, but I had a dream to finish the race. And, and, I, and I love what he said there about the dream of just finishing the race. Mm-hmm. So I started the race out very well. After the first mile, I was still in the top 100 people. And you got to remember, there were about 450 people that were in this race. And so that was pretty good. After that a mile, great. he was doing really well. After that first mile... There was a really long, steep, and very hard part of the course. It had hills, and it had a lot of switchbacks. Once I got to the top of the switchbacks, all I know is that I passed out. I couldn't see anything, so I went to my knees, and the next thing I do, I woke up, and there were about 10 people around me, including a couple of medics. Apparently, I'd passed out and had been there for almost five minutes, unconscious. They got me to my feet and told me that they would have to help me to an ambulance. And, and here's what has really defined Reed and this particular race. And this is what he said to the medics. He said, I didn't come all this way to California from, from Utah just to start and then, and then to quit the race. I came to finish. So I just took off running. They tried to stop me, but I wouldn't let them. After about a, a half a mile of running, my dad saw that there was mud all over me and, and from passing out and falling in the dirt. He tried to stop me, but I just kept thinking to myself that I had a dream to come to California and run a race and finish it. I finished third from last in this race, but to me, it wasn't a bad race. For me, I really learned a lot about myself that day. I learned that if I start something, my goal is to finish. Isn't that a great story? It is a great story. And that was Reed. And I know you're thinking, and he passed out and they let him go on or he went on. Well, it wasn't uncommon for him to pass out because of, of the things that, you know, the tumor and the surgery and things that happened in that. And after the surgery, he, he passed out often and it was, it was frightening, especially at first, because we didn't know what was going on. And, but then as time went on, we recognized that this became fairly common and his friends knew what to do when he would pass out and he was with them. So this was, this, this happened. So just kind of trying to set that (laughs) stage there too, but it taught me so much about this dream of finishing. It's not winning, it's finishing. And that was Reed's whole objective mm-hmm. is to sharing his message about finishing a race and and uh, and not just starting it, but to finish the race as well. I remember, you know, we just reading Reed's words here. I remember this like it was yesterday. And I remember standing at the top of the hill because I watched Reed go up the hill, but I didn't see him come back down the hill. And it was at the top of the hill that uh, he passed out. And so as I'm walking up the hill, all of a sudden I saw Reed walking or running down the hill 
to the best of his ability. And, and he was right. He had mud all over him. He dirt on his face. And it was something that uh, I could tell he was in a lot of distress. You mean when he said in there, he went to his knees, he face planted it. He totally face planted <laughs> it there. And uh, his his knees were bruised. And, and I could tell that uh, his will was maybe even a little bit broken, but but not too much because he had that goal to finish the race. Well, I stood up on top of that hill and I watched Reed during the during the last probably mile and a half of that race. I watched him as he was dead last by far because of that time that he spent on the ground. But then I watched him as he gathered his strength and as he started passing people along the way. And I couldn't have been more proud as a parent as I stood on top of that hill and watched him probably from about a mile away uh, as he crossed the finish line. It's, it's this beautiful reminder to all of us about having a strong will. You know, there were times that that strong will, that stubbornness, if you will, it, as a mom, it was like, it was all I could take. And, but yet it's what kept him going. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's, we all need to have a dream. We all need to have something that we can we can look to, we can rely on to keep us going when times are tough, when we when we are down, when we are on our knees or we we face planet if you will. We have to have something in our in our hearts, in our souls that keeps us moving forward. So you're absolutely right. And and you'd think that that event would have been, that have been it. He says, I'm done. I've done my race and, and that's it. But fast forward about seven months and uh, Reed had this decision that uh, he was going to run in, in uh, the, the Salt Lake Marathon. And it was... <laughs> it, what, a, what a stupid decision that was, we thought at the time. Well, it... it it may, it was a stupid decision. <laughs> and, but he was 18 at this point. And so he could, he could make his decisions. And it didn't matter really what mom and dad thought or not, not, not that we didn't try. Because I oh, remember, man. I remember sitting across the kitchen table. There was a rumble. <laughs> <laughs> we were sitting across the kitchen table with Reed as 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 we were talking about uh, this and whether or not this was such a good idea, and and it, and that's you said something at the time there about his stubbornness that I think is well, uh, important. I I, I said, um, I said that that damn grape blood <laughs> is going to kill you but it's also what's kept you alive. And I, I, I threw my hands up. I was furious because I just felt like, well, this is it. There is no way because, you know, here we have doctors telling us what he should and shouldn't be doing. But yet here he is this 18 year old young man that he had a mind and will of his own and he wanted to prove to himself and actually probably to others that he could do things, that he was normal. Um, but it also gave me an op gave us an opportunity because of that, because I didn't know how to approach him. Remember when the doctor said he's 18, you need to have him sign a, 
a power of attorney now mm-hmm. so that you can make medical decisions for him when he's he's not conscious or things might happen. And I didn't know how to approach him with that. How do you approach your son with something like that? And I didn't know how. But because of this, not I didn't handle this in the best way, but I basically threw down these papers and said, sign it. And if you're going to be this foolish, sign it. <laughs> well, you know, we, we, we talk about from our perspective and the foolish part of that. But for him, it was very important. It was. It because was. it was something that uh, he needed to prove to himself that uh, he could uh, once again finish the race. And uh, I had an opportunity, and I, we won't spend much time into this race, but uh, he barely made it over the over the finish line two hours past the time that the uh, the top runner uh, finished. And like everything else in his life, it wasn't easy. And but he had a dream, and he had a vision and a purpose, and he was going to finish this race. And as a mom. I didn't really understand that at the time I was in fear. I was in the fear mode of he's going to die on the road Mm -hmm. in the middle of this race. And because you just can't push your body that hard when you are, you are having the challenges that you're having. And honestly, it took a toll on his body, but he finished something he needed to. And he, and, and so again, as a mom, and as a dad, we did the best we could. I didn't go. I wasn't there the whole entire race. But once I got there, I was all in. And I was cheering him on. And I wanted him. I didn't want him to quit. I wanted him to finish. But it's so hard to see that pain. And and we, as we see that in our, all of our children's and different children's lives and different experiences, when we can see what, what they're feeling and the pain, mm-hmm. We just want to encourage them and help them. We can't do it for them, right? But we just need to be there for them. And so that's what we tried to do. And we'll talk a little bit about the symbolism of racing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we might even tie in the Apostle Paul from the New Testament uh, in racing here with the Corinthians as well in a minute. But one thing, I just had this, this visual, this memory of the race. And I think he had about, what, three, five miles to go from Foothill? and he was struggling and he comes upon his cousin and guess what she did? She started running with him and she ran and she walked beside him the, the rest of the race. And that's really a s- symbolic of what Karen the load is. It's being there from one for one another. It's carrying them along, helping them to know that they're not alone. I'm glad you brought that up, Annette, because that was very important to read at the time, because he even admitted after the race that he said, as much as I wanted to quit, I knew that there were so many people counting on me. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were others that uh, were there right next to me as well. And if you remember, maybe during the last mile or so of the race, we we kind of raced alongside of him. Not raced, because that's not the good word to use, because it was mostly walking. But But we supported him. We we joined in in the physical effort, not just the emotional effort, as well as others that had been running the race who had finished before him, ran back to join Reed to finish with him. And and that gave him so much more motivation to finish the race. Uh, Reed has a great friend, Trevor, who, uh, who ran back. 
And uh, if you if you saw a picture, and we're going to try to load a couple of pictures here as well of that particular race. But as you see Reed crossing the finish line, you would think that he was in his first mile of that 26-mile race because of the look on his face. He was smiling. He was happy. He went over. He took his shoes off. And all they were was uh, bloody, blistered feet. Imagine those size 14 feet there that uh, he that uh, he had been running on for the last 26 miles. So fast forward just a little bit here. Reed had a, uh, not only did he have that motto of, I came to finish the race, but uh, he had another memento in his room as well that was very important to him. It was a picture of a, a workhorse, and you've probably seen it before. And I'm just going to read the quote. It's by Ross Taylor. Uh, and it says, the picture was taken in about 1917 in an underground mine shaft. The horse that we're showing was totally blind, as were all other horses due to a lifetime of total darkness in the caves and the mines. It is the most impressive image I have ever seen. It depicts the American way of life and the effort it took our forefathers to build this great country. Often when I have been discouraged and despondent beyond words, I have looked at this picture and said to myself, I will pull it one more mile. And that was really what Reed's uh, motto was all about, is just pulling it one more mile. And I remember the day you came home with that picture for him. It had been a rough time. And, and you saw that, and you were inspired to, to purchase, to purchase this, this picture. I, I think it's probably a, what, 21 by 28, you know, somewhere mm -hmm. in there. 24 by 27, but it's this, this visual reminder. And he needed that. He could relate to this horse. But you were inspired as his father to get that for him. And I don't think you understood really how he would relate and connect with that with that picture. And it proudly sits in my office right now as, as a memento for me of the importance of pulling it one more mile. Because really often in, in our lives, in all of our lives, we get to points where we feel like we can't go on. Um, we get to points where there's no way, not, not even a mile, but that one step. And and so we, like this horse, like Reed, we've created this care in the load community to help one another to pull it one more mile. And I think I, I think of uh, that particular mission and uh, why that's an important mission for us. It's because we've seen those who have struggled. We, but more importantly, we've seen how important it is to have that kind of support. And whether it's a Karen on a trail, as we've described before, to show the right way, or whether it's someone that's running beside you, figuratively or, or, or really happening, it's something that's very important that we recognize is our responsibility as humans. Well, yesterday, when we um, gathered to do this 5K, we didn't know what to expect. We had never done this. This was something our, our daughter suggested we do a couple of weeks ago and said, and it was just, do you want to do this with me? She had, she knew of Reed's love of running and his desire to overcome. And we all, we were all in. 
But then this thought kind of came percolating through, kept coming up with me. And I thought, you know, should we open this up? Should we invite others to join us? And, and so we did last, last Monday, just a few days notice. We shared something on social media. We invited others to either join us or to go on their own run, to go on their own walk, wherever they were, in gratitude for the blessings of life, in gratitude for having a body that allowed them to walk or to run. And it was amazing what happened. We've received messages and pictures from really all over the country and, and actually some outside the country, and, and it touches our heart. But all morning, Mark kept saying to me, he goes, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I, I don't know. I just kind of was feeling this uneasiness. And the closer we were getting to where we were, we were gathering at the park, I just became even more uneasy and more unsettled. And, and Mark could feel it. And you said to me, I can feel this uneasiness. I don't like what you're feeling. And I don't want to feel it either. And, but what happened when we got to the park is all of a sudden I saw somebody get out of a car that I knew. And I thought, are they here for us, you know, to be a part of this? And one by one, people came and families came. And it changed. It lifted my spirit. I felt the strength of others, the encouragement of others, their love and their support. And I was able. You know, and maybe there was a little bit of no one's going to come out and support us. No one understands. We only gave people a few days notice here. But the great thing about yesterday was we saw people come from hundreds of miles away. We did. We saw some of Reed's friends come. We saw others from other states that uh, that made the trip down just to walk that 5K in remembrance of, of Reed. And it took me back to the love and support that we received when he did finish his race in life. And it's undeniable that hope, that strength that, um, that came upon us. And it's hard still today. Um, we're happy. We're happy for Reed. We're happy that he doesn't suffer anymore. We miss him, but yet we wouldn't change it. We've often talked about that, haven't we, for the last 10 years, is that uh, there have been very specific, specific, what's the right word there, lessons that we've learned as we've tried to learn to finish our race, as we have run the race. And, and there are going to be times when that race is so difficult that we wonder if we have the uh, ability and the stamina to go any more or go any further. But the interesting thing was recognizing that uh, even though we were there to support our son, so many people told us, in fact, we had someone came over to the home, to our home last night who said, I just have to tell you how much that race meant to me because of how important Reed was in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, we think that, uh, that others, you know, we, we might go out and help somebody, but we'll never know just how much that help meant to someone else. We we honestly don't know the impact that we have in others' lives. And and really in some ways that's a beautiful thing. Um but in other ways it would be nice, you know, to know at the time because it's that encouragement to continue on. 
And, and most importantly, it's been really interesting lately how so many people have come into our lives through Karen the Load who don't understand what they're feeling, who feel lost and, and feel like because certain things have happened in their lives and they're in this grieving for the what, what ifs and what they thought life would be like where they've lost a, a child or someone they've loved and they don't understand the hope. They feel like they're always going to be stuck in this lost, lonely world that they, they feel like they're in, even though they're surrounded by others. But we're here to share with you that life is beautiful and there is hope and it doesn't end. I, I, I don't know how to express this other than I feel read with this often. You know, when, let, let me go back to the race just for a second here. When he was running the marathon, uh, there was a part in the marathon up by the zoo where he was running that uh, he took a wrong turn. And uh, he he probably went an extra mile than he needed to. I don't even know if you know that. I didn't know that. Uh, and And he was really frustrated because he didn't see anybody. And uh, I started getting concerned just like I did when I was up on top of that hill when I didn't see him come back down. And mm -hmm. so I started walking up towards that hill only to see him coming around another corner uh, than everybody else. And, and, I, and I often think, oh, I wish I would have had a Karen or something there, some type of a trail marker that uh, he would have been able to make it uh, without having to go that detour and put more stress on himself. So to correct that course, which yeah. sometimes in life, you know, it's okay that we have these detours if we allow them to teach us. Mm -hmm. And and that comes back to us allowing ourselves to be taught. And to be taught. And, you know, we, we use racing as a symbol and, and we, we, we used it yesterday. We'll continue to use it. You know, in the, in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, as you know, went to Greece. And, and that night, shortly after Reed's passing, spent time uh, at, at, the, at, at the Acropolis and in Greece there. And uh, we spent time on Mars Hill where the Apostle Paul actually taught. But he used analogies in his teachings as well to the Corinthians. These are people that uh, if, if you go back and look at ancient Greece, you'll see stadiums everywhere. It was because of the importance of running. And the Apostle Paul talked about uh, the importance of running, and he used symbolism there. And he said, he said that, uh, he said, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? And then he went on to say, run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. We know that. Reed went into training. But what Paul was trying to say is, is it, it's not just for one person. It's if you, if you run the race and you run it admirably, if you finish the race. The prize is for all. Isn't that what he, that's what exactly he said? That's exactly what is he saying. He said, you know, and, and what he was saying was, was that, uh, he said, life is, is about the same thing we've been talking about here. Life is about, about lessons. Life is about learning about ourselves, which is why this, these races were so important to read. Mm -hmm. And as much as we, we didn't want him to run, 
it was so important for him to define who he was. And defined it in a way that he taught so many of us a lesson that really nobody else could teach us. And, and there are lessons all around. I'm so grateful for the lessons of life. I'm so grateful that we can choose to finish the race, to fight the good fight. It's not easy, but how we, how we fight the fight, how we learn, how we choose to be happy, how we choose to, I'm not saying it's easy to be happy because it's not. It has been a journey of healing, but it was a choice of mine. And that choice has led me, has led us to where we are today. I think if I would have just accepted that this is how it is, I'm going to feel this way the rest of my life, I I think I kind of would have, and it wouldn't have been as fulfilling. But I chose to fight a different fight and find find that peace, find that hope, find that joy. And I'm just, it's a choice. You know, there's another lesson in that as well. And uh, as we talk about the Apostle Paul, we all remember the words, I've fought a good fight, I've kept the faith. And and that's all we're asking you to do as well, is to, to even if it means just getting out of bed in the morning sometimes, because the other lesson that we learned from this is not about just uh, finishing the race, but it's starting the race. Yes. How many times do we say in our society today, I know I can't win, so I'm not even going to try. And we start it every day. It's So let's say, let's just use this quick analogy. I'm training for a race, mm-hmm. but I don't do... You know, I'm going along really good. I've, I've checked that training schedule off, and I'm day seven, and I don't do it. It's okay. Start again. Mm-hmm. This has been a great discussion. It has. You know, Thank you. It's it's not only about finishing the race, but it's about starting the race. It has. It's, it's about recognizing that we all have our capabilities and our capacities, and we don't have to be the very best at everything. We can, we can do our very best and still come out the winner. Yes, we can. And we, we just want to thank you for joining us today. We hope that you've enjoyed our conversation as we've talked about uh, starting and finishing the race. Each of us have a story to share, and it uh, is author Brene Brown who reminds us that owning our own story is the bravest thing that we'll ever do. Our stories and our experiences we share with you, and sometimes our guests share with you, inspire us. They help us to grow. They help us to connect with other people as well. We invite you to become part of the Karen the Load community. As we share with you through social media, through podcasts, whatever our medium might be there, a way that we can work together. And we know that as we as we share uh, and as we, as we work together, that uh, we become stronger. So keep on caring. Take care.